huge stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Dodgers Nation. Welcome to another edition of the Dodgers Nation post-game show. I'm your host, Doug McCain. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. Thanks for rocking with us after the Dodgers lose to the Yankees by a final score of 4-1. to one. Their record drops to 35-25. and 25. They're now tied with the Arizona Diamondbacks for first place in the National League West. And we're going to break it all down. Not a great showing from this Dodgers team. A very disappointing final two games. And if, we're, if it weren't for Luis Severino tipping his pitches in the first game the Dodgers very well could have gotten swept in this series we're going to break it all down we're going to tell you where it went wrong we're going to tell you why the Dodgers lost this one and I'm pointing my finger to the top four in that Dodgers offense because they stunk up the joint in the final two games the one through four in the Dodgers lineup they combined to go two for 30 in the final two games of this series with eight strikeouts the Dodgers offense just not getting it done Bobby Miller he was phenomenal Bobby Miller he looks like a future ace not a future number two a future number one starter I feel very confident about saying that I think it's going to be Miller time I have seen enough from this kid to know that he's got that special sauce I think Bobby Miller has that it he is him I'm excited about his performance because he was solid once again we're going to break down his outing but first and foremost let me know where you represented Dodgers Nation from today if you are new to the channel if you like the Dodgers subscribe to the channel if you're mad about this loss subscribe to the channel if you want to blame the loss on Dave Roberts subscribe to the channel because we're gonna be rocking with you guys all season long and be sure to hit that subscribe button and hit that notification bell but uh we got uh super chat 199 Bobby freaking Miller Ace Walker who that is from here I'm pulling up my super chat right now it kind of just went out on me but yeah Bobby Miller, what more can you say about his outing? What more can you say about his first three starts with the Dodgers? Because it wasn't his fault. Absolutely wasn't his fault. He was dominant. He goes six scoreless, and he was pitching with no run support, of course, during this outing, and it didn't phase him at all whatsoever. He was cool as a cucumber. He had that slow heartbeat, and he was out there just getting it done, and you saw how effective he was with that slider, keeping hitters off balance. So we're going to break down his outing in just a second. We've got Alexander Z. 199, appreciate it. Freeman looking lost right now. Betts average is spooky. Yeah, Freddie Freeman had another rough series today. He had an opportunity to... I mean, just a, a nasty strikeout. I mean, the curveball from Herman. I mean, he had just no chance at that one. But here, let me put up my comments real quickly here, guys. Give me one second. But yeah, I mean, it was just not a good last two games for the Dodger team. I mean, it's national TV. It's Sunday night baseball. I mean, you have a chance to really make a statement. And I think that there was something very concerning with this the last two games. Very Something very concerning about this series. And it's that the Yankees pretty much put out the blueprint on... 
What's going on here? The, the Yankees pretty much put out the blueprint on how to attack the top of this Dodgers lineup. You get fastballs, velo, bottom of the zone, occasional cheese upstairs, and then you hit him with the spin, and that's how you were able to see so much success. So, yeah, here we go. I got my chat. So, we got BC. It's not just that they lose the series to good teams. They lost badly. Yeah, BC, absolutely. And before we break everything down, once you know where I'm looking for that Dodgers Nation comment of the game. If I get the comment of the game, you're going to see one of these. You win. If you bring those fire takes, anything hot, anything spicy, I don't even have to agree with it. The hotter the take, the better. I want to see one of these. Fire take. And I'm going to give you my first hot take of the night. My first hot take of the night is Dodgers, they might need a center fielder. They might need a center fielder because... James Altman, he has not looked apart. James Altman, swing the damn bat. I mean, yes, you're a rookie, but don't let that bat stay on your shoulder. You have to be aggressive. He looks so indecisive at the plate right now. You saw him freezing, taking strike threes, middle of the zone on pitches. We saw him drive earlier this year, and I think James Altman, he is all kinds of messed up upstairs. I don't think he's seen the ball well. I don't think the confidence is anywhere near where it needs to be, and I'm starting to question the center field position in the future, because if you can't make a adjustments if you can't hit big league pitching at this level after they made adjustments against you I'm starting to get concerned I think my concern level right now with James Altman is about a seven because they're working with his swing it just he just does not have the ability to make those adjustments and that really is the big issue with James Altman you saw it on display once again he just was not able to come through and he's just not looking the part. He goes, he goes over two today with one strikeout. Did have the one walk. His batting average down to 230. But yeah, this offense, they were absolutely putrid. I mean, they go four for 29 with eight strikeouts. They had no answer for Domingo Herman, who ends up just absolutely dominating the Dodgers in this one. He goes six and two thirds, had six punch outs, allowed just four hits, and he absolutely took care of the Dodgers. And kind of the other big glaring issue I have with tonight is they got to the Dodgers' best reliever. The Dodgers' best relievers all gave up runs. I mean, you saw Bruce Dark Gratterall, who pretty much is due for a shacked in a full boneheaded play pretty much each and every game you saw in the National Series earlier this week, him throw it into center field on that Abrams fielder's choice and that cost. I mean, you saw today just an absolute boneheaded play there in the top of the seventh. I mean, he strikes out DJ LeMahieu, gives up that single to Bowers and the IKF bunt down the line and he just tries to make a play on it. You saw Freddie Freeman charged in and even though he did, he would have definitely cost him on that throw. He still throws it deep into left field. I don't know what he was thinking. A horrendous decision there. He needs to stop trying to do too much. If he can't make the play, then you don't make the play and you live to see another batter. You see, you'll just another sequence there because it is costing the Dodgers in a major way and then even later in the game Evan Phillips he wasn't able to come through as well and with Evan Phillips I think the defense too kind of cost the Dodgers in this one you didn't see a lot of great defensive plays in this one but yeah and then you went and then following that seventh inning after the air by Bruce Dark Gratterall the um the Higashioka, uh, the Higashioka, when he grounded to the shortstop position, I mean, Chris Taylor, he kind of struggles with the ex- exchange, getting it out of his glove. He doesn't make a play at home. It would have been a tough play, but still, I mean, if Miguel Rojas is in there, I think he's going home there. I think there's a good chance they get that out there, and that put the Yankees up one nothing there, and then he gets Volpe striking out looking. So that's just the start of this game. I have a lot to get off my chest about these final two games because I am very disappointed in the performance of this Dodgers team. Yesterday was about 50% Yankees fans. I was in the press box. Didn't like what I saw. Today, I didn't like what I saw. And I think, like I said, I do think the blueprint for attacking the top of this Dodgers order, velocity down the zone, occasional high cheese, spin, 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 breaking stuff for days. They had no answer for Herman's curveball. He wasn't on the sticky stuff. The Dodgers were just bad. Don't do the Dodgers any favors. But here we go. Let's get back to the comment section. This is not good from AC Lopez Jr. Getting picked off was pathetic. That's from Michael Carrillo over on YouTube. Yeah, I mean, he was falling asleep. And you don't want to see that. You never want to see that from your 
your catcher. I mean, from Will Smith, who is a savvy, a very, very savvy player right there, and he falls asleep. And look, he was almost like he was there, and he had his mantle sleep mask on. And you don't want to see that. And I do like the mantle sleep mask because mantle sleep, they make the world's best sleep masks and sleep accessories. Everything they do is to enable better lives through better sleep. They work relentlessly to improve and optimize sleep so that you can have the energy to live your best life. Check out mantisleep.com today so you can sleep better anywhere, anytime. Get your man to mask today use code dn2023 yeah i think that really encapsulates the series right there is the dodgers they didn't look like they're ready to play they didn't look like it was a big series to them in those final two games bobby miller did bobby miller went out there and he shined and we're still going to talk about his performance but you really have to point your finger at that dodgers offense especially the top of the lineup there they just struggled once again and usually the talk is oh they struggle with runners in scoring positions usually they stranded a small village up there. No, the offense didn't even have very many opportunities at all in this one. And you see the overall performance of this team. They just weren't able to create opportunities. They ended up going 0 for 3 with runners in scoring position. Taylor was 0 for 1. Vargas was 0 for 1 with runners in scoring position. And Freddie Freeman was 0 for 1. So only three opportunities there. Let's jump into the comments section. Sound off with those fire takes. Give me your reaction to the Dodgers losing to the Yankees. BC, Yankees aren't even a top five team in Major League Baseball. Yeah, BC, I think their lineup is still impressive. I think of course, the injuries they dealt with early on they still have Aaron Judge. I think by the end of the season, I could see him as a top five to ten team. I wouldn't put it past them to go out there and make an acquisition to try to bolster their team as well. But still, yeah, I mean, it's not like they lost to a juggernaut of a team. It's not like they lost to the 98 Yankees. These are the 23 Yankees, a team that is not even at the top of their division. Of course, a very competitive division out there. But Marco Rubio, I now get why Will Smith doesn't get the value is because he doesn't get it done versus elite teams. Marco Rubio. I don't agree with that necessarily. I think, look, I mean, we've seen Will Smith on the biggest stages in the NLCS against that Braves team I mean, getting it done against Will Smith. I don't think it's a case where he's not getting it done against good teams. I think Will Smith is a guy we've seen him hit consistently. It's just this offense as a whole, they weren't able to get it done. And yeah, I mean, what more can you say? I mean, yesterday they struggled as well. If you look at Will Smith yesterday in the Dodgers, six to three loss in game two, Smitty, he ended up going one for four. He had those two strikeouts, but look, Will Smith is still hitting 315. Will Smith is still slugging 531. I don't think that Will Smith is their issue right now. Really, you got to look at Freddie Freeman of the bunch. He ends up going one for five yesterday with one strikeout and today Freddie Freeman he was cold once again and he was one of the few Dodgers at the top of that lineup that had an opportunity but he just wasn't able to come through but here we go we got bro can't even spell boy okay we got some of those guys if you guys see anyone you want me to block let me know down below because hey it's Sunday the Dodgers lost but still I'm down to have a block party so give me names I'll block whoever you guys want me to block uh, I don't care who it is give me my mom in the comments could be my aunt my sister or whatever I'll block anyone you guys let me know uh, Papa's James Altman needs to go to AAA that's from Papa's from YouTube yeah look when it comes to James Altman and where he's at right now I think he could benefit from that but I also think too that there's a good chance that you could send him down to AAA and he could rake once again. And what has he really learned? Is it really going to click for him? I think it's possible. I think he goes down there and maybe he performs better. If you look at him since James Outman, since the beginning of May, since May 1st, James Outman on the year, since May 1st, he's gone exactly, let me pull it up right here crunching some numbers looking at some stats before the show he's 14 for his last 87 he's 14 for his last 87 since may 1st so 14 for his last 87 that's not going to get it done that's i mean that's just that's just bad man that's just bad right there 14 yeah 14 for 87 man for James out in May. He's hitting 160. He's hitting 160 since the beginning of May. That OPS just right above 500. So that's a long sample size. That's through 29 games. Defensively, you saw some miscues yesterday. He misplayed a ball on that line drive there. I thought, yeah, it was a tough play, but still, I think he overcommitted to it. But yeah, here we go. And then, yeah, you got to talk about let's some of the comments, and you know, we'll break this whole game down. But yeah, James Altman, I think he could benefit from that. But I think more thing, a big picture, long term. I mean, hey, Orioles are winning. I want Cedric Mullins, man. I want Cedric Mullins. That's all I got to say. Uh, one and one. 
the game isn't elite, Marco. Uh, refs are bad in the NBA Finals tonight, okay? Um, yes, D-Mac Masterclass right now. What up, Alexander? Pound for pound. Dodgers shot their wad first inning first game. That's from pound for pound. That's a bruh. Bruh. Uh, yeah, look, I mean, this Dodger team you saw in game one, they came out on fire just exploding for six runs early on. And, yeah, a lot of that came from some tip pitching, and they took advantage, and they've been really cold after that. Dave Roberts, okay, you're not going to read that one. Outman is good. No one else hit. Can't blame him. Howard Rodriguez, look, you know I bring my facts to the fight. That's what I do. And the facts just told me that since May 1st, James Outman is hitting 160. He is officially in the James Droughtman. He needs to pick it up. He needs to make adjustments. And I think Look, you saw today, you saw today with James Altman what really has been plaguing him since he started to slip, since he started to really lose all the momentum that he built early on the season is his lack of decisiveness. He's been indecisive at the plate and it's starting to really cost him. And I think James Altman really has some adjustments that he needs to make. And uh, we'll see if he can. I mean, I would see him out there during the mic'd up session thinking, man, I mean, is this guy really in a position to be mic'd up right now? It's kind of the last thing I wanted to see in that situation because he's a guy that he needs to get it back on track because I'm starting to see a little bit of doubt creeping in to his mind. I nice see him draw that walk there. I mean, the bottom of the sixth inning, that was a decent at bat. He fell behind the count 0-2. Then he works an eight-pitch walk. So that was a decent at bat. But, yeah, later in the game, and, yeah, you look in the bottom of the eight there. I mean, great job by Boone to bring in Holmes. He strikes it on three pitches. In the third pitch, a slider on the inner half. It just absolutely froze him. And look at that at-bat there for James Albany. This really is what we've seen from him of late. Three pitches, all looking. He can't even take his bat off his shoulders right now. Three pitches, sinker, sinker, slider. So, yeah, I mean, he definitely needs to pick it up. But let's go back to the comment section. We'll continue to break this one down. Dodgers lose to the Yankees. Final score of 4-1. to one. The Bronx Bombers take 2-3 of three in L.A., from the Los Angeles Dodgers in a series that definitely was disappointing. This was a big test for L.A., and they did not pass this test, save for game one, just have not looked great. And, yeah, I mean, what more can you say uh, about tonight, too, is that, look, those runs, the first two Yankees runs today, uh, for, before that Volpe home run off Fergie, those first two runs, those were softly hit ground balls. Those weren't hard hit balls. They were also infield hits. The infield was in. The first one, Chris Taylor is unable to get the ball out of his glove. Bruised our Gratterall blocking his vision towards the plate. The next one, Miguel Vargas. We got to talk about Miggy Vargas. He was just, he needs to barehand that. It's going to be a tough play no matter what, but still indecisive as well. And they're able to score that third run, that second run there. So, yeah, definitely a very, very discouraging, very discouraging game for the Los Angeles Dodgers in this one. And, yeah, I think, look, I mean, when Cabrera, when he grounded slowly to second there, and really the only play Vargas could make was to first. And, yeah, I thought about barehanding it, but uh, he would have been late coming home. But still, like I said, they're, they're able to score that run, put that run across, and that really changed the game for the Yankees in this one. Bruzdar and Ferguson are not it. Yeah, Bruzdar has had a pretty solid go of it as far as being able to – to limit damage, but you you just fear him in big spots. You fear him because the bat it gets on the ball when he's on the mound, and that really is my biggest concern. But really, I think one thing my big takeaway from today is, like I said, it's a tight game. It's a low-scoring game, and Outman needs feeble. That's from I am Dre's Outman season. Fifty count two one three when pitching gets healthy. You internet lowlifes will see. That's from 50 Cal 213. We got Howard Rodriguez. Bobby Miller is a stud. We got our pitchers. Walking batters is followed by home runs. That's from Craig Osterberg. Bobby Miller for Dodger Dog of the game. That's from Andre Medina. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna spin a positive pretty soon here. But yeah, we'll give that my Dodger Dog of the game goes to Bobby Miller. Dodger dog of the game. Who, fun fact, they contacted someone who covered him in high school. He had a summer job as an ice cream man. Ice cream man. Today, he had ice on his veins, ice in his veins on the mound for the Dodgers. Thought he was outstanding once again. Bobby Miller, first Dodgers pitcher since at least 1901 with six or more scoreless innings to start his career and with one hit or fewer in his and also the first Dodger, the only the second Dodger pitcher 
with one hit or fewer in his first three appearances. So, yeah, I mean, look at that. The second Dodgers pitcher since 1901 to go five or more and allow one or fewer runs in each of his first three starts. The other one, of course, is Kenta Maeda. Not your Ada. He's my Ada. And, yeah, I mean, that's unbelievable. And first Dodger pitcher since 1901 with six or more scoreless innings in a start. So really, really unbelievable with one hit. But uh, Bob Miller for Dodge Dog of the game. We got Dino's 51-50. Just move on to the Reds. F it. That's from Dino's 51-50. You're on fire tonight, Dino. What up, Emar? We have this bullpen needs to be keyholed. Uh, we got so tired of watching Taylor kill a rally by striking out this time looking. Yeah, it wasn't a good game for Chris Taylor. I think early on, you saw him make some really nice plays defensively. But yeah, I mean, he's another guy I point to there in the seventh inning. Just not able to make that play after the error from Bruce Dargrader. Of course, it's a tough play, but yeah, I mean, uh, with after IKF bunted down the line to left and Bruce Dar threw into left field. Next batter, IKF, we're on the one-two pitch, and and third, and you got. Uh, we get the Higashioki, he breaks his bat, and really, that play right there, he breaks his bat, uh, or Higashioki, he breaks his bat, and Bauer, he scores there, and right there, like I said, Chris Taylor, he had the ball in time to make a play, just could not get it done, so, yeah, and as far as offensively, I think, look, he's a guy that, he's down the lineup, yeah, you want more production from him, but... I think if you're Chris Taylor and you're the Dodgers team, it's, it really starts at the top. It's, it's tough to really pin this all on this do- on Chris Taylor tonight. I think as a whole, anytime you're this bad offensively and you're struggling the way you are, I think it's tough to really point the finger at him. But still, I mean, it's not like he's having a good year. It's not like he's tearing the cover off the baseball as well. If you look at Chris Taylor since the beginning of May, since May 1st, CT3, look, I mean, 17 of 64, hitting 266 with a 910 OPS. You'll take that from Chris Taylor. I mean, sometimes you got to just bring the numbers up because they really help figure that story out a little more convincingly. So I wouldn't pin this on him. But yeah, I mean, let's talk about Bobby Miller. Let's go. Let's talk about Bobby Miller and let's give your grades out for Bobby Miller because I'm thinking I'm going to see a lot of A's here. Dave Roberts, pullout game. Okay. Um, Danny Cortez, that's a bruh. I've got to give you a bruh on this one. The loss happens. Dodgers will weather the storm from Jimmy Denson. Freeman, come on. That's from B. Guzman. We got Nathan. Mookie and Freddie went cold. They can't always carry the team. Where is Muncie, Taylor, Outman, and Vargas? Yeah, you bring up a good point, Nathan. You bring up a fantastic point in that, look, you can't always rely on Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts. Yes, they are Kobe and Shaq at the top of the lineup, but for a team to have success, for a team to win consistently, they're going to need other guys to produce up and down this lineup. It's like the meme where you have the horse and the first part of the horse is perfectly drawn. It looks like an artist did it. And the last half, it looks like a kindergartner did it while he was blind, right? You need guys to step up in the bottom of the lineup. And look, where would this team be without J.D. Martinez? J.D. Martinez... He really changed things there. Bottom of the seventh inning, two outs, two strikes. J.D. Martinez homer to left, his 14th of the season. And, yeah, that tied things up after what happened at the top of the seventh inning when the Dodgers weren't able to to really put up zeros there. So, yeah, good job by J.D. Martinez continuing to step up, continuing to slug. But I do think one of my other concerns, one of my other big concerns for this team, and I think it's something that the Yankees also exposed during this series is the Dodgers, their two home run reliant. It's just a fact. It's If you look at the Dodgers, 51.4% of their runs this year have come via the home run ball. That's over half of their runs are from the long ball. That's second in all of Major League Baseball behind the Braves. When you face tough competition, when you face a pitcher that's shoving and his lights out like we saw Herman today, you're not going to hit it over the wall. You're not going to go deep. Yesterday, J.D. Martinez, he got under a few fly balls that almost left the yard, but you cannot rely on that. You need to go up there with approach where, yeah, you want to slug. You want to hit doubles, but you can't just rely on the home run ball. And that was the difference. Yesterday, the Yankees hit the home run. They win. Friday, the Dodgers, they hit the home runs. They win. Today, Yankees, they get the big insurance runs on the Volpe two-run shot off of Ferguson, and they win the game. Who knows? If they, he doesn't hit that home run, maybe the Dodgers come back there in the ninth with the top of their lineup coming up. So, yeah, I definitely think it's a problem. I definitely think 
that a addition, an addition of a bat-to-ball type hitter, a guy that has more of a line drive approach to kind of balance out this offense could definitely help them. Thanks, Alexander. Appreciate you. Gratterall is an ERA merchant. That's from Jamie Lannister. Yeah, I mean, look, the ERA is not something you really want to use to evaluate a bullpen piece for the most part. I mean, you want to look at FIP, you want to look at holds, you want to look at different type of metrics, Sierra. I mean, there's other ways to look at it. And really my all-encompassing thought when it comes to Bruce Dark Gratterall, and this highlighted it today, is what would you see in the inning? What would you see in the seventh, right? You saw the bat on the baseball, even if it's not hard contact, even though, look, it was, even though it was, I'm going to look at the exit velocity on that one, but the on the, on the Hikashioki ground ball on the ground out to shortstop. I mean, that's on a that's on a one-two pitch right there. And look, I mean, when the bat hits the ball and the ball's in play, bad things are going to happen. You're not always going to get the luck from the Babip gods and his inability to miss bats in key situations is really why, to me, I am not big on Bruce Dark Gratterall long-term. I think it's going to be an experiment where it's always going to be his potential and his velocity and we're going to focus on that but look I think at the end of the day yeah he has a bazooka there's no question about it but still it's a very hittable bazooka okay and when you look at the velocity he pitches with he doesn't have a long extension he throws a lot of strikes and when you do that you are going to be susceptible to base hits to bad things happening and we saw even on the bunt the one the when IKF Reese on that bunt single there you saw right there. I mean, hey, that's the bat on the ball. But uh, we got, bruh, we got uh, Cody washed Joe LMFAO. Yeah, Cody's nothing to write home about as well. Savage Society. But here we go. We got uh, ESPN. Yeah, would you think of ESPN's broadcast? I thought I was not very good, but considering the fact that uh, I interviewed Doug Glanville and uh, yeah, we became pretty good friends. You know, you know, there's a hangover joke in there somewhere. Two Dugs, right? So I think. Uh, yeah, for that, I like the ESPN radio version, that's for sure. Gavin would have stolen so many bases with his speed. That's from BC. Yeah, Gavin Lux, 94th percentile in sprint speed last year. So I definitely think he would have been a weapon for that. Oscar Ortiz, I hate when Dodgers hitters just stand at the batter's box looking at third strikes. Frustration, frustration. That's from Oscar Ortiz. Yeah, look, I mean, this team with this lineup in place right now, if you are performing as bad as you have for the last two games, you might as well swing the bat. And we know what they teach. You don't want to expand the zone. You don't want to swing at pitches and chase pitches. But still, I think we saw today, you have to be aggressive early in the count if you have something that you can drive. And I think you're bringing up a really valid point that there were certain at-bats today where you just looked at and you were like, okay, you got to be a little more aggressive. You have to find a way, especially with how he was dealing with how lights out Armand was, you got to go out there and try to find a way to manufacture some runs. So, yeah, Lucky is definitely missed. Uh, Luxie is definitely missed. That's from Diane Schroeder. Yeah, absolutely. The parade is starting in San Diego. Infield costed one or two runs. They're playing for in for a reason. Manuel, yeah, and that's the point I made earlier. You're playing in, and the infield is in on both those situations. And if you're Chris Taylor, look, the exchange wasn't crisp. And Bruzdar is in his way towards the plate. But still, like I said, you're playing in. you got to be even more aggressive. And if you're Miguel Vargas there in the eighth inning, I think that's the similar situation where, look, he, we know he's inexperienced. We know he's he hasn't played second base at the big league level, but still, I mean, you definitely want to go for the barehanded play and try to go home. And yeah, look at that eighth inning. Torres ground out to third. Rizzo walked. And yeah, let's talk about Evan Phillips because Evan Phillips, you got to talk about him as well because look, if it's a one run game, if it's a tie game, it's a tie game, right? It's a tie game. You don't walk batters. You don't walk batters in tie games. You don't want to walk batters ever, especially not in a tie game. And he walks Rizzo there, falls behind the count three and one, gets it to three and two, and then he misses badly glove side with a four-seam fastball. And then next batter, Stanton, 2-2 count. He doubled to center on that sweeper, and... That really set the Yankees up with runners on second and third, and he's in trouble. And then you saw what happened. Next batter, Cabrera, he grounded to second. Rizzo scored, stand to third. That made it 2-1 Yankees. And then he comes back to get LeMahieu. He gets him to line out to left to end the inning. So they get one run on one hit there. But really what hurt him, what really burned him was that walk there. And that really kind of set the inning back. And Evan Phillips just wasn't at his best either. So, yeah, Manuel, I agree with that. We got to where's the Yankees Friday pitchers? They in-game traded them. <laughs> Jimmy, hey, Jimmy Denson. Yeah, look. Uh, we got to Savage Society. doesn't matter if they were hit hard or soft. It got the job done for them, Savage Society. Yeah, look, I mean, 
You don't want to always rely on home runs. You want to put the ball in play. We saw a bunt. We saw them playing the base running. We saw them aggressive, going on contact. And they definitely were the team that felt like they were more engaged today. I think this Dodgers team, I mean, I feel disappointed. And just this Dodger team on a Sunday showcase game, get up. It's electric. You're playing the New York Yankees, okay? You're playing a team that you faced off in the World Series 11 times, and it didn't feel like they had the juice early on. That's what was so disappointing, especially when you consider how well Bobby Miller was pitching. We're going to talk about Bobby big time right now because Bobby Miller, this loss most definitely wasn't on him. I thought he was outstanding once again. Like I said, I think he is a future ace. I think at this point, I'm at the point where, hey, you get Shohei Otani in the offseason, but you got to keep Bobby Miller. Because imagine a rotation, Shohei Otani, Bobby Miller, Walker Bueller. I mean, that's a serious top three. We'll see if Clayton Kershaw returns. Julio Arias, we'll see what happens with him if he returns. But imagine Bueller, Butan, and Shohei Otani at the top of your rotation. You got Gonsolin, you have Dustin May, you got tons of weapons. We got Altman. Altman's defense is that good. Bellinger is a better player. We've got some debates. We got uh, San Diego will never get a championship in any sport. Been waiting 70 years. Yeah, we say the Padres trophy case is emptier than the toilet paper aisles at the beginning of COVID. And look, the reality with the San Diego Padres is they're obsessed with the Dodgers. And look, the Padres, they're not doing anything right now anyway. So we got to worry about the uh, uh, we got to we got to worry about the uh, the Diamondbacks. Gary A. D-Mac talk about Vargas. Yeah, I was disappointed, my man. I'm not selling my Mickey stock, but I was disappointed, my man, Miguel, for sure. I think at the plate, I think defensively, I mean, he's going to learn. These are big games. I mean, I was looking forward. This had such a postseason-like feel. I'm thinking about the postseason. Yesterday, I saw a misplay from James Alvin in center field. Today, I saw Miguel Vargas not make the quick, instinctive decision in the infield, and that's something that I could rear its ugly head in the postseason, and then you're gone. It's a five-game NLDS. You could be gone. One play could cost you. Just look at Trey Turner in game two of the World Series of the NLDS against the Padres last year. That cost the Dodgers, possibly cost them the series. I mean, one defensive miscue. Bruce Dargrado, by the way, was on the mound in that game. Bat hits the ball. Bad things happen. Okay, so I agree with you for sure. DMAC, Dougie Fresh is discouraged and embarrassed. Get Jin Griffey Jr. First of all, that's going to be my Hornitos. Hornitos comment. Dodger, dog. Actually, let's go. Let's go. Hornito's comment of the night right there. I'm not. I'm not embarrassed. Look, I look. This is a Yankees team. It's baseball is going to baseball. And I think too. Uh, we look at ten years from now. If you thought about this series, we're probably going to think about Bobby Miller's third start of his career against the New York Yankees. The Yankees. So. Yeah, let's talk about Bobby Miller, and I want those grades because I'm going to give Bobby Miller an A. That was an A from Bobby Miller. He absolutely aced it with flying colors going up against a pwn lineup. Yes, Aaron Judge wasn't in the lineup, but my theory, I have nothing to back this up. I have no intel. This is just intuition. I think Aaron Judge didn't play today because he was scared to face Bobby Miller. Hey, I'm just saying. I know he hit the gate yesterday, and that gate is going to be sore for a week. That gate's probably on the 15-day IL as we speak. But, no, I mean, look, Bobby Miller, he went out there and he impressed. And I think at this point – He's got to be a household name, man. He's got to be a household name. Miller time is big time. He goes six innings, allows no runs, one hit, seven punch outs, two walks, 86 pitches, 57 first strikes. His ERA through three starts is 1.06, a microscopic 1.06. And he was incredible. I mean, he goes 13 for 22 on first pitch strikes. He ends up getting 14 swings and misses. But what impressed me the most about Bobby Miller is the fact that he's so confident in his slider. He's so confident in his slider that it tells me that, okay, this guy is not going to live on the gas. He's not going to live the velo. Look, for him, it's come for the velo, stay for the slider, okay? I'm sure he's a guy that like some like some sliders with his fries because the way he can throw that pitch and he's so confident in it and you saw him it accounting for most of his strikeouts Rizzo in the first inning he gets it with the slider swinging LeMahieu in the first inning he gets him with the slider swinging Rizzo he got with a 14 fastball in the third inning swinging Stanton slider swing away he did a really nice job not just with the slider in the zone he could throw the slider for strikes but also can get the chase out of the zone you saw that there with Stanton there in the third inning then LeMahieu slider away in the fourth gets him swinging and then the seventh slider swing away with Bauer so seven strikeouts and you got one two three four 
five of the seven via that slide piece. So, hey, there's a guy who's got a slide piece. But uh, we got uh, Taylor been good for weeks, actually, BC. Yeah, look, I mean, think with Chris Taylor. What more can you expect? I mean, this is a guy, if you're close to league average, you're feeling okay about it. It's the versatility is the value that he brings. And, yeah, as you point out, BC, since the beginning of May, he has been decent. If you look at his numbers as a whole on the year, he's at one of, he has a 105 WRC plus. So he's 5% above league average. So the home runs have been up, nine home runs. So, yeah, you can pin this loss on, on Chris Taylor. I think more it's just the lack of having – I think defensively too early in the game did make some nice plays for sure. But, yeah, I mean, if you look at the swings and misses, 11 of those swings and misses came via that slider from Bobby Miller. And this guy, he's an absolute beast. So let's, let's focus on Bobby Miller here. And I want to know from you guys, one, what is your grade? I got Paul Gutierrez. He's got an A. Dylan Hare, Miller, A+. Plus. We got BC, Miller owned New York, and the batters let him down. Bobby Miller equals A from Frankie Juarez over on YouTube. I don't know over on YouTube, so strange that the guy who's been sticky had a great game. I don't know. Look, I'm not going to let the Dodgers off the hook. I'm not going to say Diego Herman was on sticky stuff. Yes, he loves that sticky, icky, icky, ooh-wee, but still, look, this Dodger team, their approach to the plate was bad. We've seen them get dominated by spin the pass, and I think it was more that he was shoving, and the Dodgers at-bats were not quality. But uh, Michael Negret over on YouTube, A plus 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 times plus 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 plus. And yeah, when you talk about Bobby Miller, you're talking about plus pitches. And I think he's got a plus plus fastball, the heater, no question about it. But also, you have the plus slider. And tonight, that to me was my biggest takeaway. He threw that slider 35% of the time. The Velo was up 1.3 miles per hour on it. And yeah, I mean, it was just such an effective pitch for him. And then he also goes with that sinker. Today, the sinker goes 44% of the time. He averaged that the sinker topped out at 99.8 miles per hour, averaging 98.5. The four seam fastball, his fastest pitch. We should do that every game. Every time Bobby Miller starts, when we got a Bobby Miller fire take, fire take. Fire take. When it's Miller time, hey, 100.2 miles per hour. 100.2 miles per hour. That's serious. That's serious gas right there. And then we got a he goes with a changeup too, 6% of the time, and a curveball 5% of the time. So the way he can command five pitches and use that velocity, I think one of the most impressive at bats, and we're going to do a quick little breakdown of his start, was the fact that he can use that four-seam fastball to set up the slider. And the fact that they, the fact that he can get away with some mistakes with that four-seam fastball, some of these saw he left a little up, was because they were respect the slider to the point where sometimes you see him guessing on the slider and he can sneak that four-seam fastball and freeze hitters like he did with the punch out to Giancarlo Stanton. I think that is a big sign of things to come there when he got Stanton with that four-seamer looking there in the first inning. So yeah, look, we talk about the future. Hey, the future is here. The future is now. Bobby Miller is him, okay? It is Miller time. This has to be Bobby's world. And I think when you look at this rotation and some of the doubts, some of the concerns, he's got the kind of stuff that plays up. This is a lineup that you could be facing in the postseason. And what plays up in the postseason? It's gas. It's exploding sliders. It's guys with confidence. He's got confidence with a capital C, man. He's got that X swag off the charts. But uh, we got to BC, Kobe, and Shaq were unstoppable. Only team without MJ to three-peat since the 1960s. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, Justin Lamas should have signed Bogarts or Correa. Disagree, especially when you look at the contracts they were looking at. Especially when you think about if you had signed Bogarts, you signed Correa, there's zero chance they were going to sign Shohei Otani. So to me, I'm absolutely fine with that, especially when you consider the fact that Tim Anderson could be available, so you could add a shortstop from them. Also, too, I want to rule out the possibility of getting Ahmed Rosario from the Cleveland Guardians. So I definitely would not do that. And look, Correa, he's a good player considering he has one leg. I mean, for a guy who has one leg, he's a decent MLBer, but that's a no for me, dog, in the words of the great Randy Jackson. Uh, not really, Doug. You win 75% of the games by out-homering. Justin Lamas, of course, that's a stat I've brought up on the show millions and millions of time, times. And like I said, the, other, the counter to that is the fact that the Dodgers, they have slugged this season. The fact is that over half of their runs come via that home run ball and you want that in your bag but also I think if the top of your lineup isn't slugging then the bottom of your lineup you want some diversity you want the top half to slug you want the occasional slug towards the bottom but also you want to get some hits mixed in there 
And we just really did not see that. We did not see rallies throughout the game today. And look, I mean, bottom of the first inning, one, two, three inning for the Dodgers. Bottom of the second inning, you got Peralta had the double with two outs. Other than that, that was it. Vargas, he grounded to third to end the inning. They get no runs on that one hit. Bottom of the third inning, one, two, three inning. Taylor grounded out, Outman line to second. Betts popped out to second. Fourth inning, one, two, three. Freeman grounds out. Smith fly to center. Muncy struck out swinging on a four-seam fastball up and away. Bottom of the fifth inning, Vargas... Bottom of the fifth inning, Martinez, he grounded out to second. Peralta lined to first. Vargas singled to right. And Vargas was caught stealing second. So, yeah, the base running wasn't crisp tonight, too. They got caught. Later in the game, Will Smith, he caught, he was caught sleeping, and they picked him off in the ninth inning. And then there in the bottom of the sixth inning, Freeman, you got uh, Betts, he struck out swinging. You got, uh, or, yeah, or Taylor, he struck out swinging. Outman, he drew the one out walk. Betts struck out swinging. Then Outman stole second. And Freeman, he struck out swinging. So, one of the few opportunities they have with runners on board, runners at second, Freddie Freeman, not a great at bat. He falls behind the count 0 and 2. And then. He gets the count up to two and two fouls a few pitches off on the seventh pitch of the bat. I mean, you rarely see Freddie Freeman get fooled on a pitch like that. A curveball down and in. He looked absolutely befuddled. I mean, he definitely looked like he just had no answer for that nasty curveball. And you're really going to see an at bat, a miss that bad from Fredericks of Hollywood. And then bottom of the seventh inning. Smitty, he grounds to third. Muncie struck out swinging. Not a great doubt for Muncie on three pitches. Change up away chasing. Then the rare bright spot got to shine a light on J.D. Martinez, who with two strikes and two outs, hits a home run to tie the game at one. And then Peralta, he reached on an infield single. And then Vargas walked. And then Chris Taylor, he strikes out on three pitches. And the other one was looking. So that was my big issue today was you had a lot of strikeouts looking with Chris Taylor, with James Outman. And then, yeah, not much else. I mean, bottom of the eighth inning, nothing doing. They go down in order. And then bottom of the three, they went quietly into the night. So very unimpressive, unimpressive showing from the Dodgers today. But, uh, yeah, we'll focus on Bobby Miller a little bit. But let's let's focus on your tweets, on your takes here. Noah Ortega, thanks for the super chat, 199. This is cruel, but they play like the Padres. Yeah, any super chats? Really, really appreciate it, guys. If I don't get to it, let me know. But let me know down below. Like I said, we get tons of comments. I know I've seen some people in the comments saying that there's another show that does the comments it more. I mean, they, they, they're they not the same because I mean, there's a reason why it's the number one online Dodgers show, and it's because of you guys, because you guys fill the comments up, and you can't get all the comments. If I had five or six comments and I could get to all of them, I would do that, but that's not the case. So let's go rapid fire here. We got uh, need to manufacture runs, relying too much on the home run from Frank Granillo. We got Jamie Lannister, ground ball pitcher that can't field, LOL. Yeah, that's a great point, Jamie. That's a fire take. That's a fire take. Fire take. Uh, who was Gatorade throwing to? Exactly. I mean, you saw Freddie charging on that play we see in DeLuca in Cincinnati Roy Estrada yeah dropping a video on DeLuca hoping to get an interview with him as well and it's going to be exciting this is a guy he's got the confidence he rakes against lefties they need a guy that could step in and fill in for Trace Thompson so I'm definitely excited yes you don't want to see Trace Thompson go down with the oblique injury Doc said today the floor was going to be a month I think maybe you should give that number 25 to Bobby Miller I'm just saying but yeah I mean it's very exciting to see DeLuca because, one, I want to see this Dodgers outfield get those two right-handed outfielders that we were hoping to get at the beginning of the season. And then also, two, let's assess DeLuca before the trade deadline because I think the Dodgers might need to add an outfielder. In fact, here, what's it, 7.38 p.m. Pacific time on June 4th? I'm pretty confident the Dodgers will trade for an outfielder. That is what I'm telling you. So you guys can go back and clip this up. I told you that Noah Syndergaard was going to be a disappointment before the season. I told you Bruce Gratterall at some point would disappoint too. So uh, we see in DeLuca in Cincinnati, he makes errors to protect his ERA. We got a million-dollar arm and a $10 brain from the swelling sausage. We got uh, CT3 hasn't done much since the wild card game against St. Louis. Jimmy, that's from Gus L. Jimmy Denson, do we have umpire eyeball or aerobics to help call strikes again? Yeah, the umpiring, by the way, I mean, Trump Payne, I mean, just today, Wendell Stead, just absolutely terrible umpiring this whole entire whole entire balls and strikes is an abysmal job. And I hear the, the I hear the traditionalists, I hear the purists out there that say, oh, I love the human element. I want to see umpires 
calling games and getting arguments with managers. I love the human element. I love the tradition of baseball. The only human element I want to see is the players. I couldn't care less about the human element when it becomes umpires. That we know that they have dinner reservations after the game. They want to get out early. I know that. But look, I don't know if the plate has wheels for some of these guys. But hey, let's be honest. The umpiring has been bad and it hurts teams like the Dodgers who are trained to not expand the zone. But uh, Michael Bush needs to come back. That's from Manuel over on YouTube. King Yellowman, the wave. Let's try bunting boys for B. Guzman. 50 count, 2-1-3. Yankees soft with one run till the eighth and losing two days ago, 8-4. to four, LOL. Frankie Granillo. I keep yelling, swing the bat. Swing the bat! Swing. I, I can hear you. I can feel that. We got bullpen. Anyone? Damn, this is with our starter going six. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. In a roaring stadium, their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. Yeah, I mean, you get a great outing from Bobby Miller. He absolutely shut down the Yankees. And as you just pointed out, who was that one to give you credit for your take? We got, uh, we got that was from Kath. Uh, Kathy Sanger over on Facebook. We got Rebecca, me too, watching. The strikes go by. Ugh. We got it's hard to win with the worst manager that ever lived from Swelling Sausage. So, yeah, I mean, you bring up a good point. You get six strong out of him. He absolutely shut down the Yankees. I mean, he made light work of this Yankees team. He just allowed a single and two walks. Both those walks, they came in that first inning. In the first inning, he throws 27 pitches, and it looked like it could have been a rocky outing there. 3-1 pitch. He misses with a curveball low for ball four to start the game. And that's why I was a little worried. I mean, your national TV against a rookie pitcher, lots of pressure going up against his Yankees team. And I was a little concerned early on after he walked towards there. Then 0-2 pitch, he strikes out Rizzo swinging with the slider inside, struck him out on three pitches. Great spin, just great location. Just the ability to throw that for a strike to me was so impressive. And the next batter, 1-2 pitch to Stanton. He strikes him out looking with a fastball. As I was alluding to earlier, that was very impressive as well. That sequence had him looking for that slider, looking for that off speed, freeze him with a perfectly placed 100 mile per hour four seamer down in the zone. Incredible. And the next batter, he gets ahead of Calhoun 0 2. Then on the eighth pitch of the at bat, 3 2 count, he walks him. That gives the Yankees runners on first and second with two outs. So that one was a little concerning as well, but he did a nice job battling, but he was ahead in the count 0-2 in that one, and then just lost some command, missing with a changeup low, missed with a four-seam fastball, high the slider, and then he missed with that slider on the on the, the slider um, glove side right there. So, And then, but hey, what do you do? Runners on one, when you have the stuff that he has, when you have the arsenal, the gas, the repertoire, you can get yourself out of it with the stuff that he's got. And 2-2 two two pitch to LeMahieu. He gets him swinging with the slider. Got him to chase away. So he works his way around two walks. Had two strikes. Or he works around two walks, and he struck out the side there. So very impressive. So 27 pitches there in that first inning. Struck out three in the first inning. And seven overall for a start. So 86 pitches. And that was it. He was removed for bruised Dark Gratterall. And he threw... More pitch. He threw 95 pitches in. Uh, in so you got, uh, yeah, I mean, what more can you say, actually? Let's go back here and we'll we'll keep breaking this one down. Just lost my comments. And we are back. There we go. Uh, CT3 just watched all three pitches with two on. That's Ron Jerica. Yeah, we talked about that. And definitely not a great day for Chris Taylor. We got Craig Osterberg. Smith was sleeping because he thought Barnes was playing we got uh, Diane, hello. We got uh, Outman is living up to his name. Outman from Jay Silva. We got uh, Swelling Sausage. Captain Hook needs to sit on the bench and keep his mouth shut. We got uh, I give Phillips a pass. 
not but still not some great stuff from from Evan Phillips. I mean, Evan Phillips definitely he has he has some work to do if he wants to get back to to that dominant uh guy. I mean, I think this year still looks really good. Still looks really good. The ERA looks good. The FIB looks good. But still, uh, today not it's not his best stuff. I mean, you want to just miss bats in those situations. In that, anytime you walk a guy in a tie game, that's definitely not a good day for a high leverage reliever. But uh, still, I think he's still one of the top five to ten relievers in Major League Baseball right now. But we're gonna wrap this up pretty soon. So get those fire takes in and. Uh, I think we pretty much got all covered. I mean, top of the second for Bobby Miller, one, two, three for Bobby Miller. Three, two pitch gets Bauer to fly out. First out, next batter, IKF, eight pitch of the at bat. He gets him to ground to short. There was a nice play by CT3. And then he gets the ground out to end the inning. Top of the third, Volpe grounds to third for the first out. Then one, one pitch. He gets to ground to third to the glove of Muncie. That's the other one, too. I mean, in the third, the, the defense just wasn't Chris. I mean, you look at uh, the third inning there, Max Muncie, I mean, you're going to charge a ball like that. You're going to want to make that play. You're going to find a way to make that play, but he just wasn't able to do that, and he still was able to work his way around it there in, in the third after Torres was safe on that fielding error from Max Muncie, and Bobby comes back with a run on first. He strikes out Rizzo on four pitches, forcing fastball up in the zone, and he strikes out Stanton on four pitches, slider out outside too, gets them to chase. So, yeah, he was fantastic. And one, two, three, inning in the fourth, and in the fifth, IKF grounded to third. He gets uh, Higashioka to Higashioka to pop to second for the second out. And one oh pitch, Volpe, he singles to center for the Yankees' first hit of the game. Little fastball, low, left it a little up. And Volpe, that's probably one of the last guys you would have guessed to get that first hit of the game. But he's able to do it. Comes back, one oh pitch to Flores. He gets him to fly out to left to end the inning. So seven pitch, seven, a seven pitch inning there for Bobby Miller. And uh, and that was it in the fifth. So, yeah, and then he comes back in the sixth inning, another one, two, three inning. So, yeah, he was fantastic. And like I said, I truly believe this guy has ace potential. But we're going to finish this up with some rapid fire on your takes down below. And we're going to let you enjoy the rest of your Sunday night. But uh, here we go. Oh, wow. The Miami Heat won game two. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. We got DMAC. Where are you going to go down by three? Okay, there we go. Uh, we got Outman should go back to AAA to work on his hitting from Oscar Ortiz. Let's do 20 comments here. We got uh, Justin Lamas. Meanwhile, San Diego is going is going to be heating up in the old catches by August from Justin Lamas. That's two. We got A-plus from Cody. That's your Bobby Miller grade. Uh, super chat from Steven Town, 499. This is just Dodger playoff baseball. Offense disappears. Defense, mental mistake. Bullpen is not clutch. And Roberts looks dumbfounded. That's from Steven Tao over there. Steven. Appreciate you rocking with us. And yeah, it definitely felt like a Dodger postseason game. The one that we agonize over. The one that we have nightmares over. Games like the 2019 NLDS and things like that. Game 5. Just games where, look, you look like the Dodgers offense. They have no answer towards some of the starting pitching. And yeah, they definitely look outmatched during certain at-bats. So I would agree with you but uh, Michael we got over but I would say too I mean I'll counter that by saying it is a regular season game it is this Dodgers offense that has been caring of late it's not like they haven't dominated but they have been dominating against some weaker competition so yeah it's another thing too look at Bobby Miller the Braves on the road, the Yankees at home. I mean, the Nationals still. I mean, what a fantastic job for Miller. Jimmy Denson says Miller time A. Miller A plus. Roberts F from Deuce. Bobby Miller is shoving from IC. I don't know. Phillips a pass as well. C rage. DKM Yankees will wait 32 years like we did. Mer Gary A. MGD. Series in June. Miller is that dude. We got, uh, let's go down here. 4.0 GPA for Miller so far from 1 million. We got yeah, Outman down to AAA for a bit, and then he'll go back. We got A+. Plus. Outman is living up to his name. Time to change it to Hitman. That's from Jay Silva. Ferguson has been struggling lately. Sticky icky. We got uh, Miami. We got uh, Dodgers. We're bowling for dollars. We got the Dodgers bullpen suck. We got uh, STFU. It was online two days ago. 
when they won. We got uh, bullpen week from Oscar Ortiz, Ron Jerica. When Goldilocks comes after the injury list, he needs to be sent to AAA. We got outfield. Should be Peralta, Leduca. We got uh, and Hayward, Betts, right field, Roy Estrada. Yeah, we're going to drop a whole piece on that, so look for that on the Dodgers Nation YouTube channel. It's Miller time from B. Guzman. The Luca coming up. Plus, yeah, how excited are you guys for that? Thanks, Craig. Appreciate you, my man. Uh, bullpen all hurt, and you're the man right back at you. What bullpen? It sucks. Keen. You had too much home run. Great show, DMAC. Thanks, Roy. Appreciate it. But, uh, yep, guys, a couple more, and uh, we'll be back. And then, yeah, I know it's disappointing. I know you wanted to get a better result. Losing two out of three from the Yankees definitely hurts. This is the same franchise that has a lot of history with the Dodgers. The same franchise that definitely measures itself against the Dodgers. And you wanted to continue to build on the success they've been having lately. But look, the reality is the biggest takeaway looks like we've got a dude in Bobby Miller. I think if I had to trade off Bobby Miller having a dominant six innings against the Yankees versus the Dodgers one through four of Freddie Freeman, Mookie Betts, Will Smith, and Max Muncy coming through, give me Bobby Miller every single time and twice on Sunday. Okay, Give me Miller time over that any day of the week. If I had to trade one of those two, I would take that. That is the more encouraging development, the more encouraging outcome from this game. So I would take that gladly. But uh, do you have any idea how the Dodgers should face uh, AL teams? What's their biggest challenge, Esther Zia? Look, I mean, the biggest challenge for the Dodgers is simply continuing to master their approach, continuing to get their top one through four slugging, and that's how they're going to win games. I mean, that's just the reality with this team. Yes, you've seen them pick up the stolen bases. You've seen a little more small ball since the Pirates series, but look, the reality is they're going to live and die with the slug of their one through five, and that's just how it's going to be. I still think this lineup, one through five, I put them up against pretty much any lineup in baseball, save for probably the probably a, a a raised team one through nine, but one through five, I'm confident in the Dodgers. And really the biggest issue is, is the bullpen. It's not really an American league team thing. I mean, the American league is the American league, but still, I, I mean, I, I don't think it's anything where I'm too intimidated. I think this team league as a whole, you really focus on the Rays more than the, the Yankees anyway, but uh, yep, guys, thanks for rocking with us here on the Dodgers nation post game show. As always is your show. I'm just hosting Abdu says Otani getting 60 million per year. Craig Osterberg, what garbage player is Freeman going to pick up? <laughs> we got D-Mac needs to apply for pro cheerleading. DKMA, why not? Uh, we got hitting deep freeze. That is, we got Gary A. Dodgers need Otani's bat and arm. Deuce, if Soto wants $45 million a year, what is Otani worth? Buster only told me, ESPN Insider, you're looking at $50 million plus. I mean, that's just the reality with him. And could it be close to 60? It's possible, depending on the year, because you've seen all kinds of different contract possibilities. I dropped a whole video on different contract scenarios. But for me, I think when you look at the teams that are going to be involved, the Dodgers and the Mets, those are the two heavyweights. Those are the two teams that have the deepest pockets. Look, the Dodgers, their pockets are as deep as the Yankees. The Mets, we know Stephen Cohen. He's the richest owner other than Steve Ballmer in sports, and he's going to want to do everything he can. But I think the big kicker is what can Steve Ballmer not do? He can have a trillion billion dollars he can't bring L.A., he can't bring the West Coast to the East Coast. And I think location is ultimately going to be the final determining factor on top of the money. That's why I'm confident in saying the Dodgers will end up with Shohei Otani. But, yeah, hey, Craig, it's cool, man. Uh, we don't need you promoting other people's shows on my show, man. Uh, we don't want to block you, but it's all good. Um, we got uh, Spolster, our coach one. We got uh, uh, D-Mac. You're definitely very honored. I appreciate it. Thanks, Salas. We got uh, Kinogs, D-Mac, I think Mookie needs to get on base more instead of hitting uh, solo bombs. That's interesting because yesterday when I was at the game, I was talking to one of the coaches and we were kind of t uh, for the Dodgers and we were kind of talking about the idea of, look, Mookie's beefed up, man. Mookie is definitely noticeably more swole. There's no question about that. But look, I mean, that's what he does, though. He likes to hit leadoff. And I think sometimes his slug comes from him at the leadoff spot. I mean, he had two games, back-to-back -back games, where he had a multi-home run game, and it was his 41st time he had a leadoff home run. So his 21st time with the Dodgers. So he gets a spark from batting leadoff, and I think maybe if you move him down, maybe the slug isn't going to be the same just because he's so used to being that leadoff hitter. So it's an idea that I think it's worth exploring. I mean, I think it's a... 
really interesting topic to debate because you wonder what Mookie would look like as more of a run producer, as a guy that with runners that are not on base, what will he look like? Because the the batting average isn't where it's been in the past. And you're seeing him sacrifice some of that batting average for the ability to to hit to get more slug. And you're seeing Mookie heading into today hitting 261 last year 269 2019 he was at 395 MVP season he was at 346 2020 he was at 392 or 292 so you saw 346 295 292 2021 264 269 261 so he's been in the 260 range in the last three seasons typically that's not what you're looking for from a leadoff guy the on base though I mean this year it's up the on base is up from 340 last year to 367. So you still like that. The OPS at 908. So as long as he wants to, to bat there, you're still feeling okay about it. But uh, we got Mookie Swole. Yeah, Cobra Commander. I mean, Mookie definitely adds, added some weight. Uh, thanks, Wilfredo. Appreciate you guys. We got... Uh, um, we got uh, Dodger fam. Uh, let's get ready for next week and let's rock. Yeah, thanks, Roy Estrada. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks uh, for rocking this, uh, rock with us out of the Dodgers. Lose to the Yankees. Appreciate you guys. Show's all about you guys. And uh, we'll see you guys later this week. Also, we'll see you for Blue Heaven tomorrow. So thanks for rocking with us here on the number one Dodgers online post game show. It's not, it's not just my show, it's your show. I'm just hosting. But thanks, as always. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA for all things Dodger baseball. Be sure to hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell. Remember, nothing brings us together quite like Dodger baseball. And until next time, think blue, bleed blue, and I'm out. is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas. Bring them home. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.